everybody to the 33rd ever edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon. Yes, we're in a somber mood today because word just came down that the Warriors franchise is over. The dynasty <laughs> is done, and I don't think there's any other way to put it than basketball is canceled. Yeah, I just, what, Tuesday I said GMT guarantee that they win at least one more title. Um, that is not happening. So I guarantee. So it's a Thompson. it's a GMT guarantee that's not going to happen now, especially this year. Clay Thompson, I'm speechless. It was such supposed to be such a great draft night. Wednesday night we we're supposed to get Wiseman and you know possibly have some trade action and what thirty minutes before, all of a sudden, a not good injury came out, and next thing you know. Clay Thompson has a ruptured Achilles. It's a sad day. I know we were all sad yesterday. Greg and I <clears> FaceTime <throat> yesterday, just very in a very bad mood. We prayed. We we legit prayed. Yeah, we did. It was we wanted it didn't Clay work. Thompson back. It did not work. Clay Thompson said tears his Achilles. He is done for the season. The Warriors are done. The Splash Brothers are done. Now, which fake injuries are the Warriors going to come up with so we can tank for next year's top draft pick? They they really like contusions. They like yeah, to say contusions. Yeah, so like. I think multiple contusions are going to come out throughout the year. Um, James Wiseman's going to be he's going to be benched for the whole year because he needs to to learn the offense. It's going to be like an NFL quarterback type thing. He's not allowed to play for the first year. Yeah, I think it's a total tank season once again. So that way they can come back in twenty twenty. What is that? Two season and win. I don't know. That's too far away. I just wanted to see basketball. I wanted to see the Splash Brothers. And now we are taken away. We're never getting that again. It's it's done. Steph's going to have an elbow contusion for three months. He's going to have a hand contusion for two months. He'll come back for one game. You know what I'm very sad about? Right before the season was canceled, I was a second away from buying tickets to see Steph's comeback game. And I didn't. And I will regret that for the rest of my life. Because who knows if I'll ever get to see him play again. We may never, because again, the Warriors are done. It's time, I think, they just sell the franchise. Over. I think they just sell the franchise. Lakeup should sell the franchise. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they should just move to like, I don't know. Name me a city. Name me a random city. North Carolina. There you go. They, Where are we they, going to North Carolina? There's already a team in Charlotte. Well, then Virginia, West Virginia. There you go. Your college town can. They'll play in Morgantown. Yeah, exactly. Why not? There you go. They're going to be the West Virginia Warriors. That has a good ring no, to it. No, change the Warriors out of it. They don't deserve the name No, anymore. it has a good ring to it. No, they, Bob Myers does not deserve this name. <laughs> Bob Myers, I think it's time Bob Myers steps away. Oh, Steve Kerr steps you, away. Now you're going back to fire Bob Myers. I'm, you know, I'm just, I think it's best for all parties involved that they just start fresh. I think mm. it's time they tank for Jalen Green. Mm. I want to first off apologize for the way this uh, podcast is starting. We are very sad. Um... I don't think we've gotten much work done since it has come out, honestly. Um, I think that we are just in a very sad, depressed mood right now. So we will try to get through this podcast together and through these rough times together. Uplift ourselves because you know what? They got Nico Mannion in the second round. The boy from Arizona is going to lead the Dubs to the promised land in the 2027-2028 season. Not this year, because they're tanking. But there is hope, eight years down the road, that the Warriors could make a playoff spot again. <laughs> I can't respond to that. 
Nico Mannion's not the answer for the Warriors. You don't think Nico Mannion is the answer? I don't think he's the answer. I think we have a better shot with James Wiseman being the answer than Nico Mannion. Uh-huh. I don't. I didn't even know who he was. Oh, you did. I don't. I didn't. I don't watch a lot of college basketball like regularly, but I know most of the names. Nico Mannion is not one I knew. Yeah, he started about the first month of his one year at Arizona, shooting fifty one percent. Then the rest of the year after that, that good. about late November on, he shot thirty nine percent. I want to say in twenty six percent from three. Oh, for, I thought you were saying fifty one from three. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wow, those numbers shooting sound overall. a lot worse. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, well, no, I'm no longer excited. And I was excited. For and the Warriors, number fifty one, got a stash pick for a year. Do we really need a stash pick right now? No, they don't. So, what do you think of Bob Mars's? draft record now because uh, you've always honestly defended this I have defended it how, how are you going to get mad at a late first second rounder he hit on Kevon Looney and Jordan Bell was decent for, for a couple a month, years for about a month for a couple years no he, he was good and then he had that little stretch his, in December work, there of his rookie his work season ethic was in question mm-hmm. let's just say that uh, obviously missed on Jacob Evans. I like Jordan Poole. I think he's good. Pascal was really, really good last year. He's still good. They're better with second-round picks. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's all they've had. They had a late first or second-round. But their late first haven't really Kevin been Looney. the best. But Looney was he the literally one guy. won us the Rocket Series a couple years back. L- Looney was that one guy. That was it. What's the other first-round picks that they've had that he's missed on? Jacob Evans, Damian Jones. Damian Jones just never could stay healthy. I don't think he's bad. He just could never stay. Well, so the pick didn't work out. Jacob Evans, I don't even know who that is. But he's not in my head anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's in the league anymore either. No, he's in Minnesota, isn't he? Well, he got traded there, but I don't think he was on the he's main roster. roster. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. Yeah, he missed on that one. I'm not going to say. He's not great, but no one's great at late first rounders, second round picks. Those are, I don't know. In the NBA, they're just toss-ups. I mean, they they are, yeah, they are. But the Warriors have missed on some of these. And so has the other Jacob Evans over some other guys that should have been taken first. You know who I wanted? I wanted Cassius Stanley. Cassius. Cassius Stanley. Cassius. Sorry, I got I corrected myself. The getting better. The the young dude from Sierra Canyon High School. Yes, that is who I wanted. Went to Duke. Yeah, with the high vertical. Went to Duke. Yeah. Cassius Winston went to Michigan State. Oh, that's that's the guy I'm talking about. So you wanted him? <laughs> I wanted him. I wanted the Michigan State guy. That's who I wanted. But the Warriors did not get him because they got the stash, the prophet Nico Mannion. Yeah, and whoever the stash pick is, J- Justinian Jessup, Justinian yeah, Jessup. Jessup, something like that, yeah. right? But we did get James Wiseman, a David Robertson, Chris <laughs> Bosh type player, according to the analysts from ESPN. You know, I don't. You know, I should be excited, but I'm not because that Clay Thompson news just ruined everything. Yeah, it really did. You know Who what? Who is I... the starting sh- uh, two now? Kai Bowman, Michael gonna... Mulder. I'm making myself more depressed. By Michael Mulder, Damian Lee. Please go sign Bradley Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get James Harden at this point. No, 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 no. And we're not bringing the crybaby beard over to the bay. I, I don't need to see him complaining and whining in blue and gold. Maybe the Warriors will get more calls, though. I don't want more calls. You know what I heard, though? Breaking news. Hayward has just declined his $34 million option and will be a free agent now. Maybe bring Gordon Hayward as our two guard. No, he'll get hurt first game. 
You're so negative. It's, just, it's not working for the Warriors. The person who says positive vibes only. It's look look because, at his phone case. It says positive vibes you know only. Because you know what the Warriors need to do right now? I think if they just go young with these young guys, like they, I don't think they should stash Jessup anymore. They bring Nico Mannion back. Like I said, 2027-2028, they will make the playoffs as an eight seed. So we're just hoping for another We Believe here in the 07 08 season. I mean, the Warriors franchise historically has been eh. I think it's a return to those. Historically, days. Chris Jackson has been eh too. So I mean, you know, but I think the Warriors just got to understand their self worth, and they don't. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's rough. You're, you're saying Joe Lacob's no longer a good owner? Because since he's been an owner, they've been nothing but good. Passes are relevant. What did they do last season? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about their past right now in terms of that they're <laughs> trash. So which one is it? Are you looking at their past or are you looking at the future? I'm looking at everything. <laughs> You're not I'm the, o- much I am sense. the only one seeing Nico Manning in a positive light. I think more people should look at this kid and realize by the time he turns 27 years old, he will play 20 minutes a game. <laughs> He'll be a nice role, role player. I mean, if he's doing that in six years, I think we'd be happy, though. With the number 48 pick, pick, yeah. I think we'd be happy with that draft pick. Now, James Wiseman, though. What are your predictions for James Wiseman? I like I like the pick. I, I do like James Wiseman. He's grown on me. I think right away he can come in there and contribute. Of course, now the roster's a little depleted, so it might be a little different. But right away, I think he can come and play 15-plus minutes a game. Rim running kind of guy. 15-plus, that's it? He's not going to start? I don't know if he's oh, going to start. more before. breaking news. Man, this is just a breaking news podcast. Warriors are nearing, nearing a deal with the Thunder to acquire. Would you like to take a guess who they are? Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Yes, Jr. the Warriors are back. <laughs> you are the back. Warriors are back. The <laughs> NBA champions. You are seeing all of the emotions come up and down on this West Coast Press this is podcast. A little, a little crazy. I'm having fun with it. This is episode number 33, right? Isn't James Wiseman number 33? I don't know. I think it's the James Wiseman episode. I'm going to look this up in a minute. <laughs> Has he picked a but number yet? Kelly Oubre is coming to Golden State, though. That's Kelly what you Oubre said. It's coming to the Golden They're nearing a deal. But what are the Warriors going to give up? It's all I have initial reports that my sources say they are just nearing a deal right now. You know what? I take back what I've said. Everyone should stay in the franchise. The Warriors are back, they are fully loaded. <laughs> Who needs Clay Thompson? You don't need him. He's past his prime. Yeah, Kelly Oubre is the answer. Yeah, and my friend Tanner McShay is not happy. He's a Kelly Oubre fan, but he's also the Blazer fan. He is not very happy that Kelly Oubre will be joining the Warriors this season. We are back. <laughs> you want to put that money back on the GMT guarantee? GMT. Everyone go to <laughs> Vegas right now. Put it on there. Those odds are probably very high right now. I can't wait till the, right after we finish recording this podcast, the deal's not going to fall through. <laughs> this is initial reports, everyone. This is not live. This is recorded on Thursday afternoon and posted Friday morning. So everyone just, you know, if this doesn't happen, don't blame us. Blame ESPN and Woj. But we have our first Woj bomb on the West Coast Press Podcast. You know what I heard yesterday while watching TV? I think it was Jay Williams said that the Western Conference is one of – the better conferences in basketball, but I'm thinking, you know, there's only two conferences. <laughs> Is he thinking he's back in college covering yeah. the different? Yeah, I was like, I was, I sat there for a second. I was like, what do you mean? This is just not the day. So, okay, we're going to get Kelly Oubre. And then along with Kelly Oubre, I think we are going to get Gordon Hayward at a veteran's minimum. No, mid level exception. 
I think we'll take him off a mid-level exception. He's going to turn out $34 million for the mid-level exception. <laughs> hey, he's the one that turned it down. He ain't really worth very much anymore. I'm not. He just doesn't like the Celtics. I don't think he wants to play for the Celtics because he wants to come to the Bay. Everyone wants to be in the Bay, the new Chase Center. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing, and they're going to make another championship run. The dynasty is back. The dynasty is continuing. Klay Thompson is going to have a speedy recovery. He's going to come back for Game 6 of the finals, and Game 6, Klay will return next year. I'm very hopeful. (laughs) All of a sudden, see, we said we were going to turn this thing around. Look at us. We have turned it around. This whole podcast is now upbeat and live. Bob Mars is the GM of the Millennium. Look at that. I, now I am interested to see what they are going to give up. What if they give this? up Steph? <laughs> if they give up Steph, I will no longer be a Warrior fan. Fire Bob Myers immediately. <laughs> we may never see Greg again. <laughs> Steph is the GOAT. And that is it. Um, yeah. Wow. What, what a change of events here. Gordon Hayward is now a free agent. Kelly Oubre is now a Warrior. Went from the Suns to the I'm going to buy a Kelly Oubre jersey tonight. Right? He got his little... I'm excited. He's an interesting young player. He so. is. I like him. He's athletic, too. They need more athleticism at the same time. Yes. He can run fast, kind of long. Could be good. Is he is the, the starting, too. I think so. He's a good defender, too. Good He's going to be a good defender. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. The de- defensive side of the ball, they struggle a little bit. Because we know Clay's a great shooter, right? But what also makes him so valuable is that defense. Oh, he's... He's an underrated defender, even though a lot of people give him praise. He's still somehow underrated defensively because he's one of the best defenders in the league. But now you got Draymond and Ubre. Now, how is Wiseman defensively? Do you think he'll be able to translate into a defensive defensive center? That's that's what um kind of everyone's thinking with him is right away is going to be great defensively. Really, and he's got that kind of defensive player of the year potential, which really? I like to hear. I I love to hear that because then we'll have Wiseman, Draymond. Uber is a good defender. Wiggins and Steph, right? You kind of have to team to save them. Team to play good. They do play good team defense. Steph has active hands. Wiggins doesn't really do much great defensively, honestly. But he's a body out there. <laughs> that, yeah, they need that's bodies. what he does best. They need bodies. So <laughs> after last year, they just need someone out on the court. But now all of a sudden, I'm excited. I feel like this team can I'm, actually I'm put out a run. I'm yes. rejuvenated. I feel refreshed energized again I, just, I may never sleep I'm just gonna try and not think about Clay Thompson but Kelly they don't need Clay Thompson hey, hey don't don't disrespect Clay we can't be no they've that. got Kelly Oubre Nico Mannion is now a warrior <laughs> things are looking up I'm going back to Nico my lord <laughs> don't forget about Marquise Chris I like him I do love Marquise Chris all of a sudden you pick James Wiseman now maybe we gave up Kevin Looney in this deal I'm okay with that because oh, Looney's health was just really deteriorating quick Warriors weren't really confident in that. I liked Looney when he was healthy, but it's just been tough for him last the year and a half. The athleticism isn't just quite there. I like Marquise Chris as that second center coming in after Wiseman. Marquise Chris is a good spark plug, I think. Yes. Great energy, I think. A better version of JaVale McGee. And I liked JaVale. Version. I liked JaVale. I just think Marquise Chris last year with the Warriors just really showed his potential and what he can do. He did. They always stretched the court vertically that's what Wiseman and Mike Marquise Chris can do with Steph out there splashing from 35 feet now the only problem is we do not have a new splash brother yet who is the new splash brother Kelly is it Oubre. Nico Mannion no Kelly Oubre is the splash brother he's more of an athletic slasher matter. he can shoot he can shoot he will shoot he will learn to hit 45 percent of his threes 45 percent that's what you're predicting this year you know what actually I'm gonna go he's gonna be a 60 50 95 guy 60 50 95 <laughs> yeah uh, maybe 60 50 97 
He's made me, he needs to make more free throws than 95%. He does. He really does. Yeah, he really does. You know, I can't stop laughing after that 60, 50, 97 comment. I think yeah. you're underselling him. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we all know that is absurd. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Let's just hope for, you know, 15 points. Finals MVP, Kelly Oubre Jr. Steph's still going to have zero finals MVPs, which I don't care about I'd as long okay. as I get a title. I'd be okay with that because Steph Curry doesn't care. He's an unselfish superstar, unlike some others like LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or James Harden or Russell Westbrook, all those selfish guys. Steph Curry's different, and that's why he's the GOAT. And the Warriors, with that said, will go on a dynastic run again in four-peat. Is this this Chris Jackson chop-it-up guarantee thing? No, I don't know. it is not a guarantee. Yeah. They didn't even win three in a row with Kevin Durant on the roster. I don't know how they're going to win four in a row with this. But they would have if you know people did not get injured. But you can't play the what if game. Things Nothing happen. That's do. just what happens. Exactly. Things happen with that. But my GMT guarantee is back on. There will be a title within the next what I say three years. One title in the next three years. It's back on. Everyone, go put your money on it. Go to Vegas right now. The Warriors are back in business. Number one team in the league. Best team ever assembled. Yes. And if we get details before this ends, we will certainly keep you guys updated on any other breaking news here on the West Coast Preps Podcast. Now into some real high school sports talk now after our up and down emotional roller coaster NBA thing with the Warriors. It is time to talk about high school athletics, which is our business. I know it, I'm sorry to everyone that waited 16 minutes, but I think it was worth <laughs> it to see our emotional ups and downs. You've seen it on Twitter before with everybody, us going at Coach T, Coach T going at us, Jason Hardy, all Horns those. up, right? I'll take my free dinner. You're not getting free anything. Right? Coach T's like, the one getting it. You are buying me free food on the 28th. I'm not. That's what I was told. <laughs> That's not what I said. No. That's not part of the agreement. Sucks. I'm gonna show up and just not gonna pay, so you'll have to pay. I won't pay. That's not very nice to do to the restaurant, is it? Well, it's not very nice for you not to pay for your own meal. Wow. Anyways, move on, host. But high school sports are a very important thing. We all we've talked about, I think, before in previous episodes, previous shows with coaches, how important sports are to pretty much everybody, whether you're forty, thirty, twenty, but especially when you're in your teens, growing up, for a lot of kids. Sports are everything to so many kids. I know us growing up, sports were huge parts of our lives. Always a great escape, getting through different parts of life, a tough day. Say you're on the basketball court, golfing, playing baseball, football, whatever it was. Just being on that field, that court for a couple hours really just made you forget about everything. You were just, you were enjoying life for those couple hours. Sports are so important. And what happens when we take away sports from, from kids' lives, from people's lives? It's hard to think about, I know. It's a tough time right now just with things kind of being more restrictive, things kind of shutting down again. But there's so many benefits to high school sports, and it's just hard for me to imagine a world where a lot of kids can't play high school sports. Yeah, this is tough. It's a tough time. It's one thing that no one ever thought would happen. I don't think anyone ever thought you wouldn't be able to go to the gym and shoot around and play basketball, as that was always an escape for me. I never played competitively at a high level I just enjoyed shooting around just like a lot of people do like you said it's an escape to just 
have no stresses. A lot of kids have SATs or AP classes, honors classes. They have family stuff going on. Exactly. And sometimes just going out on a baseball field, playing catch with a buddy, going and playing basketball, that's how they escape. And this is for the first time ever, probably, there is no sports, at least here in the Bay Area. You're not allowed to go to 24-hour fitness, to the gym, shoot around. Some parks, you're not even allowed to go shoot around there. So this is just the first time that it's not there, and I think it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around because it's one of those things I never thought I would, wouldn't be able to go play baseball or I wouldn't be able to go shoot around or play catch with my friends. And this is just some something new that we hate that we have to experience it, and hopefully soon we don't have to experience it, and hopefully we never go through something like this again just because, like you said, this is important for kids. This is how kids escape. But also, this is how kids accelerate their life. You learn so many life skills through sports, through being a leader, through working as a team, and all those things. Sports seem silly sometimes to some people, but it's very important to other people. And there's so many things you learn just competing in sports. There's so many lifelong relationships you make, the life lessons you learn. You learn teamwork, right? Automatically gets you understanding how to work with others later in life when you're in your 30s, 40s, working at a business, a corporation, wherever it is. You learn leadership from a very young age. You're taught that at 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. You're taught how to be a leader when maybe a lot of other areas you're not taught how to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And that helps you out for the rest of your entire life. You get, And it's just the relationships you build around sports, too. I know how much just us working in this field since we started West Coast, perhaps the relationships we've built that are going to last a lifetime. But when you're a part of those relationships you build, right? Because a lot of kids growing up in sports, maybe they come from a single-parent household. You see that story a lot of times at a lot of different schools of kids I've covered where it's just their mom's the only one in the picture, their dad. Maybe it's their grandparents raising them. And their coaches have such a big influence on them. We've seen the influence so many coaches have, like a Coach Bates at Skyline, his influence on so many kids, what he's done. But all of these local trainers and coaches we've talked to, I know we've seen Eric Washington's impact on kids, Brandon's impact on kids. We've seen, I mean, I think the list goes on on Stephen Amoko's impact, Coach Sweeney's impact when he was at Foothill, Coach Lau when he was at De La Salle, Rusty at Like every coach, right, Coach T? I'm just listing off as many names yeah. as I can, but it's – it's the, the impact they have on kids when they're going through tough times and you take away sports. And I know it's a really dangerous time right now. I know COVID's not safe. I know we got to be careful with it. It's a big risk for a lot of different age groups, different health things. But it's just hard for me working in this field. Selfishly, of course I want games for us to cover because it's just fun to go to games cover right? But more importantly, at the end of the day, it's about the kids, right? And I don't want to see kids struggling even more than they already have not having games. I can't imagine what a kid's going to go through if games get taken away at any point in their career. You see a kid gets hurt, right, season any injury, maybe that ends their chances of going to college. You don't want to see that. Yeah, and I think that's the saddest part with this right now. You mentioned it, the opportunity to go to college and how far behind California is on the eight ball of just the recruiting process. The class of 21, the dead period is basically extended now and all the way until they're almost graduated. Is it past signing day now, the dead period this year? Yeah, April 15th. Yeah. So it's just how I don't understand how these kids are supposed to get the opportunity to play college. Like this is their opportunity to get 
out of what might be happening at home, out of the city they're in, or just to explore a new experience. You know, that's what scholarship and sports can do for kids. And for that just to be taken away so quickly without even consideration of the long lasting impact of what's happening. And like you said, COVID is dangerous. We need to make sure we have precautions, but we're also hurting long-term impact to a lot of student athletes and small businesses at that, that point too, if you want to go to a broader scale, but we're going to stick to student athletes. That's the future small business owners that might not have a chance to go fulfill their dream of getting a college degree and then maybe become an entrepreneur and creating something new and exciting. And that's just the long lasting impact I think that California is gonna have for keeping us shut down and not allowing just a couple games. Keep it keep it need, within county. Because all kids need is three, four, five games, right? Even just play a league schedule, keep it in your county if you want. So I know I've seen this idea floated around from some coaches on social media. Maybe some leagues I know are smaller, especially East Bay Athletic League is pretty much split between the two counties. I know you got the one outlier with Doherty Valley there in one, but maybe you just move them into the other division for a year and you play the round robin twice against each team you go. So their place one time, they come to your place one time, you play them. Right then, let's say you're E-Ball Valley. Of course, at that point, you've got, I think that's four teams left in the division now. But you're still getting... It's better you're than You're still getting a lot of games to the Bay, Bay Athletic League, right? They've got... I was gonna you're say, gonna, you can play that twice. You're playing eight, nine, ten games. Yeah. And say there's no postseason. All these kids want is film, and they just want to play the sport that they love. It's, and like this isn't even just football. You go to track and field, volleyball, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, cross-country... I mean, the, the list goes on. These kids just want to do what they love to do. And they just want to go outside and be with and have the camaraderie of being with a team. You know, because that feeling of being with a team is like no other. I miss playing baseball because I miss being in the dugout. I miss, you know, just having, creating those connections, creating those friendships. That, I mean, even if you don't talk to them anymore, if you ever see them again, those relationships instantly come back. Those memories don't ever leave. Oh, you see these teams have their, what, 10, 20-year reunions of a championship season, right? They're all back. Talk about the good old days. It's like things never changed. And I noticed this a lot, too, just seeing competition at the RVC. I remember the 7-on-7 competition. I had one player's dad actually text me Tuesday night saying he was nearly brought to tears watching the competition of those kids because he saw how much kids got into that, right? That wasn't even an actual playoff game. But it yeah. felt like a playoff. And it was, it was kids from it was Fresno, yeah. kids from Vacaville, kids, kids from, from San, San Jose, San Diego. I mean, it was kids from all other schools. These weren't kids from the same school coming together and playing. They just want the competition and the camaraderie of being with the team and having that competition and coming together as a full team, right? It wasn't like just offense was celebrating. It was offense and defense coming out and celebrating every single play. And so that just shows how much these kids just want to be on a football field. And that's only going to amplify when they're with their friends from the same team on the same school. If they do get a chance to go out and play on January 8th or if it's February or whenever they get a chance to play, they're going to be so grateful and it's going to be so much fun. They just want a chance to play a couple games. That's all they want. And that's what they deserve. They've been putting in the work nonstop since March. Since last season ended, really. And that's, they just want, even if they just got one game, they'd be grateful for it.
They just want to play. They want they want to play the sports that they love. That's really what it comes down to it. And I mean, you could talk to every kid, and they understand that COVID is dangerous. It's what they love to do, and that's what they want to do. Sports are everything to a lot of people. Sports mean everything to us too. I know that you and I could probably go on and on for hours about the impact sports have had on our lives. You see it in this room right here. Is there anything that's not sports-related on the wall besides maybe a calendar? Yeah, calendar and one uh, one painting. One painting we've got there. Literally yeah. everything else is sports. Your degree, but I mean that's sports-related anyway. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, exactly. It's everything in here is sports-related. That's what sports but, are in our lives. It's something you look forward to at the end of every day, start of every day, whatever it is. You yeah. know, for I know we've talked about this. I think personally, we woke up every morning. Most kids wake up. They watch Looney Tunes or SpongeBob. We woke up and we turned on Sports Center. Literally, at literally one, two years old. I'm not kidding. I was in a bouncer watching Sports Center all day, all the time. It it never stopped. The first thing I grabbed was a golf club, and then I grabbed a baseball bat, and then I started shooting around with a bat. Like it just from day one, sports has become my life, and that's why when I hurt my shoulder and no longer could play, and sports was taken away from me. It was a struggle, and it was hard to find a different passion because that's all that I knew was sports. So for these kids to have something taken away that's not even under their own power and it has nothing to do with them getting hurt, it makes it that much harder because it's hard for them to understand why can I not do this? Why am I not allowed to play and do something I love when that's all that you've been preached is to do what you love, you know, aspire to fulfill your dreams and now they're like oh well you can't do that and it's hard to just see these kids we've really grown close to right not have games as great as it's been to just see them throughout the offseason doing other things I want to be able to see a lot of these kids get more offers and get more opportunities we've seen local, a lot of local people tweet the last week or so how much sports loomed large in their lives Brandon Younger <clears throat> these tweets really hit home I think these are just such personal ones for some youth sports is an escape from the realities of what's going on at home and in their neighborhoods. I would say this from experience. Football kept me out of the hood, ultimately saving my life and helping me become the man that I am today. That's why I love the game so much. That's de- me and you, we can't talk about that. We didn't grow up in Oakland. But to have someone who grew up in Oakland and the, lived through that life. And that's and say, about as deep of a personal story as that really gets. Exactly. And for him to say sports is what got him out of it. And now the kids don't have the opportunity. That that tweet right there is why sports is so important on so many different levels. I mean, sports are everything to a lot of kids. We've seen him tweet that. We've seen Coach Bates when he came on our podcast, right? He got emotional. So he came going through his career and thinking of what happened if football was done for him. But instead it worked out, right? He get, things worked out for him in the end. He was able to play Division One football. Now he's making, his dream. Yeah, he's making a big impact as a high school football coach, mentor, advisor to so many kids. And you just look at sports. I don't know what I would do without sports. If sports weren't around in my life, and I can't imagine what a 17-year-old kid's going to do if they don't have it. But one thing I can assure you, let's say games get pushed back. Everything's still on schedule right now. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm going to act like everything's still on yes. schedule until we're told otherwise. Everything right now is still December 7th for NCS, December 14th for CCS. Games start early January, right? If things get pushed back, canceled, whatever it is, I can assure you, you will have more content out than ever before to make sure kids get to the next level. I know stories, kids will say we helped them. I think that was all on the kids. They'll say their stories helped them get that call and exposure, that interest in those offers. 
I'll work overtime, whatever it takes to get these kids those opportunities. Because at the end of the day, our motto is what? For the kids. For the kids. And that, I mean, that's really what it is. There's no, we don't have West Coast preps without these kids. Mm-hmm. And that's as simple as that. Without the incredible athletes and the incredible kids that we have met that you know have dreams outside of sports but sports is an avenue for them to get to where they want to be it's just without the kids without you guys there is no such thing as west coast preps so we are going to work our butts off i'm going to keep this pg (laughs) and make sure that we do everything in our power whether there's games no games practices no practices we'll figure out ways to create different kinds of content and make sure names are told throughout the community and throughout the sports community just to try and get the foot in the door towards opportunities the more kids that we see go to college the better it is for everybody i know we've been really stoked to see some kids get more offers commit it's been huge for us to see that we text all the time yeah. every time a kid gets offer, like hey you see this kid he finally got another offer yeah and I mean, we're just as excited and when kids commit, uh, I'll just say, you know, Austin Flax, when he committed, we were so excited because we knew how hard he had, he had worked and we had had conversations with him of just how much he's put into it. And we get excited. We are almost, we almost feel like parents in a way. We get to see kids grow up and finally get to fulfill their dreams and go off to the next level and expand their horizons. Yeah, I remember when we saw Dominic Soldiers commit right too. We saw him right from the start, everything early in the off season. Mold was way into going to Cal Poly. That was huge. I know mm-hmm. how excited his family was, how excited his mother was for all the sacrifices they made, all the traveling they did for that to work out. Yes. And we're going to continue to do it. We pray that there's going to be games. We pray that the next couple of weeks things get better, the numbers go down, and December 7th everything goes as scheduled. The winter or the fall sports get to start their practices, and that includes everyone. And in early January, we start seeing games from everyone, and everyone gets the opportunity to play. That would be the world right there. Seeing even just one game. All we're asking for is a couple games. Even if we keep it in within restrictions, no fans. If that is what it takes, then we'll figure out a way to to make sure kids get film out and kids have the opportunity to go to college and have the opportunity to play and go outside and be with their teammates. If I got to go in a full like bodysuit beyond just the mask and you just... The hazmat suit. The hazmat suit. Yeah, I will do that. I will do that to make games come back. Exactly. I, I will take showers and hand sanitizer every time I walk onto the football field I will. Yeah. or inside the gym for a volleyball game. Yeah, Where, wherever you want me, I will do whatever it takes. So, yeah, we, we're excited to hopefully see games back soon. We love all the kids and the coaches that we've met so far. We're excited to see competition come back again soon. It's going to be fun once that first game does roll around. But And they will come back. Sports, they I will. know this has been they a will. somber podcast here on the second half. Sports will be back. They're not gone forever. No. Kids will have an opportunity to play again. Just persevere and take this time to get better. And mentally stronger because mentally this is probably the hardest thing that everyone's gone through in their lives. It's been such a different time. But just know there is light at the end of the tunnel. There will be sports back at some point. We just have to mentally be strong and wait until we get the okay 
for that first game back. And when that first game does get played, oh, man, it's going to be fun. Yeah, through our darkest times, I know we've seen things turn around eventually. Life does have a funny way of working itself out. Just remember that we're going to do everything we can to help you guys out no matter what. That's not going to change. We're always going to go above and beyond to help all these kids get that exposure they deserve out here in the Bay Area. But that wraps it up for the, I guess, James Wiseman episode of the West Coast Preps podcast, episode number 33. What a fun one it was talking about those emotional roller coaster of the Golden State Warriors dynasty there in a 15-minute span, went from the worst day in the world to the best day in the world right then and there. But that wraps it up. Subscribe to our newsletter on the front page of westcoastpreps.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page. You can find all of the highlights, podcasts, videos, interviews, everything on there. Go to follow our social media, West Coast Preps underscore, and follow all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. I'm gone. I'm gone. So long.